Hello! Welcome to another episode of Conversations. Before it starts, I just want to say thank you so much to everyone for listening to my podcast. If you're new, welcome. I hope you love it. I hope you listen to the rest of the episodes and enjoy them too. And if you are a returning listener, thank you so very, very much. I appreciate all of you for listening. If you want to reach out to me, uh, you can send me an email, conversations at gmail.com or anywhere on social media. I'm, I'm everywhere. I would appreciate any input you have. I'll be trying to do more contests soon too, but uh, spread the word. Tell your friends to listen. I would love to have more people on board, uh, more subscribers or followers or whatever the heck they call them. Okay, here comes the next episode. Thanks, guys. Bye. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Conversations. Today's guest is Alaria Petrucci. And she is a confidence and people-pleasing coach. She helps people overcome people-pleasing and build deep self-confidence. Great episode. She was so interesting. I'm definitely going to have her back. Um, So I hope you guys get a lot out of this episode. And here we go. Welcome to another episode of Conversations. Uh, today's guest is Alaria Petrucci. And welcome. How are you? Hi, Dawn. I'm great. Thank you for having me. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on. I am so excited to talk to you. Um, so Alaria's area of specialty is she's a confidence and people-pleasing coach. That's How okay. in the world did you get into that? Oh, well... Um, my own experience, like my own life experience and combined with my love and passion for psychology and human behavior since I was pretty much 17 years old. Um, so I started a journey and it just made sense as my own healing took place to just um, take this direction because it just felt the most aligned and just the most authentic for me. Oh yeah, I love all of that. Psychology, human behavior, why people do what they do. That Absolutely. it's just so intriguing like how even how siblings can grow up in the same home and end up being completely different the way they interpret, you know, situations yes. that they're in and it's so interesting, but um so it's interesting because this morning I went and looked at my ratings for my podcast and somebody gave me four stars instead of five. And I, <laughs> up until today, had all five stars. Mm, why did that bother you so much? I felt like, oh no, I did, I missed the mark. Like somebody doesn't like me or somebody didn't um, like it as much as everybody else. And that mm-hmm. just, I don't know, it was so defeating. Why is it that I would let one one thing like that affect the whole group of people that gave me five stars. Why do we do that to ourselves? Yeah, so the, but we do that because, and this is one of the most profound things I've actually learned on my healing journey many years ago. If you think about the situation, you're, you're never upset about what happened in itself. You're always upset about the meaning that you attach to what happened. So if you ask yourself, 
what about this upset me then you start saying oh because people might not like it and what does that mean about me that would be the thing that upsets us maybe my I don't know in your case I don't want to put words in your mouth but um, (laughs) but yeah if we get to a place where we can isolate what happened and the meaning that we give to things then we can deal with the situation so much better because it's always the meaning that we attach to things that would upset us and where that meaning is coming from is then our own triggers our own childhood our own perception of ourselves Right. Well, I think it's a lot of it is me personally. I I kind of want everybody to like me and I know that's not possible, but Mm -hmm. that's part of a people pleasing thing. Like I've always been that type of person where I want, I want to be liked by everybody. I don't want anybody to not like me. (laughs) Is that normal? (laughs) Absolutely normal. I mean, if you think about it, like we're human beings, it's, it's a part of our nature to connect to other people and so that need to be liked is such a huge part of us needing and wanting to be connected the i guess the dysfunctional the darker side of that part becomes a problem when we need that approval to be okay with ourselves yes so when you start working on yourself and do the healing work you come to a place where you can clearly separate and go from, I need your approval for me to be okay with myself and therefore for me to like myself to, I would like to have your approval, but I'm going to be okay anyway, even if I don't have it. So is that where people pleasing stems from usually? People pleasing stems from the need to please other people's in order to be okay with ourselves. And that usually stems from people's childhood? Absolutely. Always. Yes. Yeah. Have you always been a people pleaser? I've always been a people pleaser. Yes, I have. People, if you think about people pleasing being not so much like a personality trait that you develop, but it's a strategy that you adopt. So you, 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 take on this strategy in childhood. And, you know, some people go for people-pleasing and codependency, and some people go for narcissism, for example. They're both strategies to keep us connected. If If you've had a childhood where you have been perhaps praised for pleasing, for doing everything that you're told, Or maybe you've been, like in my case, I'm going to use myself as an example. I have grew up with my dad being quite um, aggressive verbally because he had anger issues that he's never dealt with himself. So as as a little girl, I just learned to be afraid to speak my voice, to do something or anything because in case I made a mistake I would upset dad and so you grow up in this environment where you kind of have to be on eggshells you start tuning into how other people are feeling who do they need me to be so that I can keep the calm and the connection so was your mom a people pleaser then like were you watching her also kind of walk on eggshells around your dad and so you picked up on that behavior 
my mom is not so much a people pleaser um i don't recognize that in her although i think we all kind of go in and out of people pleasing like we all go in and out of narcissism as well but obviously there is like a big spectrum and right. different people are you know at different different parts of that spectrum um my mom was more um was more probably more on the narcissistic side where she was more controlling she was more um um avoidant of feelings she was very um disregarding of feelings um and so i felt really alone in that situation and that's where the strategy is formed that's where trauma kind of take place because again trauma is not so much what happens to us is what happens inside of us and what we do with it as a result of the event on the outside so how did you work your way through it well i found myself in adulthood in dysfunctional relationships and uh, in, in both i'm talking when i say relationships i mean both romantic and friendships as well um i found myself just struggling with speaking my voice and just feeling afraid of uh, making decisions and just generally not taking control of my life and one of the most like one of the biggest things that manifested in my life as a result of people pleasing was comfort eating i've struggled with food for about 15 years of my life uh because that was the release mm. uh when you spend your time walking on eggshells, trying to work out how people feel, who do I have to be, feeling guilty for not wanting to say no, that is exhausting and it creates a lot of stress and anxiety in our bodies that eventually needs a release. So we either know how to process our emotions and how to be with ourselves through it, or we engage in coping mechanism and behavior such as you know, for me it was overeating and comfort eating, but for other people might be alcohol or drugs or, or, you know, sex addictions or overworking or underworking, you know, all of this um, behaviors that just take us away from ourselves. And then the work eventually, which is why I'm so passionate about this, and this is what I do with my clients, is to take them back to themselves. And especially for people pleasers, because we are so, we had to be so tuned in into other people that in order to do that, we had to completely disconnect to ourselves. So the, the sense of self and the sense of identity of somebody who's been a people pleaser for most of their lives is bound to be very low because we had to neglect it in order to survive. Because if I wasn't who mom or dad wanted me to be when I was little, from a child perspective, um, that was threatening to my survival. Well, and, and you mentioned earlier about guilt. There is such a huge yeah. guilt factor that comes along with, and I didn't know if that was growing up Catholic. <laughs> you, know, mm -hmm. um, you are wanting to make your family happy your friends happy because you think that that in turn makes everybody like you. Um, mm -hmm. So then you find yourself doing things that you wish you weren't doing, um, like going to a baby shower for your boss's baby. Mm -hmm. 
when on a on your day off when you'd rather you know or you have other things you'd rather be doing but you can't say no yes yes you you can say no but you don't know how because that's what happens in in adulthood and I don't know you know it definitely I definitely relate to this I know a lot of people do as well you know in your head that nothing would happen if you said no you know rationally you can you can rationalize it and say well I can say no of course I'm not gonna nothing is gonna happen nothing threatening is gonna happen to me but your body it is a physical body reaction when I talk about that guilt of that inability to say no there is anxiety that comes up there is and obviously it's different for different people but there is a body reaction to the idea of standing up for yourself or saying no the fear of disappointing people all of those worries attached to it did you ever like talk to your dad about how that all made you feel or was that just something you worked on on your on your own sorted it out yeah, I, I worked through it on my own for a lot of the time. I did have conversations with my dad about it, um, but his uh, awareness around his own childhood is just not quite there in the sense that w- one of his responses was, um, I didn't have any traumas in my childhood. And so I I just thought there is no... You know, my dad is like 72 years old now. There is a part of me that kind of felt like I, it's okay how it is. And I, I think I'm at one at this point in my life, you know, I'm 41 this week, actually. Oh, so, um, happy birthday. Yes, thank you. Um, so I'm kind of like, you know, I don't need their... I don't need them to understand it anymore. I don't need them to understand my experience because... I understand my experience and I also I understand their experience. Um, so I've had that need for a very long time for like, understand me, you did this to me. But that was all part of my pattern as well. And like I said before, I'm in a place where now, you know, it would be nice to have the recognition and it would be nice to, for, to have that closure, but I don't need it to be okay. Hmm. That's awesome. That's good. Mm. That's great that you got to that point, especially, I mean, I'm 10 years older than you. So that's awesome that you've made it, you know, to 41 almost (laughs) and um, that you're already there. So congratulations for that. Mm. Uh, What would you say would be some places for people to start if they find themselves um, not saying no? They're constantly saying yes when they want to say no. What's a good place to start to where you can um, feel confident to do that? Yeah. Yeah. A good place to start is to, first of all, become aware of what happens in your body when you want to say no. Because becoming aware, because our body reactions is our nervous system communicating to us. And what's happening when you feel that body reaction and those sensations and whether it's anxiety or you know maybe your breath is um you know goes shallow or maybe you just feel hot on your face you know different people have different reactions but that is our nervous system wanting to communicate to us that something you're thinking of doing doesn't feel safe 
And it doesn't matter if it, this doesn't make sense to you when you hear it, maybe you're hearing it now from your adult perspective. We need to look at this from a child child perspective because this is something that was born within us and created within us in childhood. So your body is always communicating to you. Your feelings are always communicating to you. I actually just spoke about this on my Instagram today. Our feelings are our guidance system. So the first step would be become aware of how you feel Mm -hmm. and learning to be with yourself regardless of how you feel. Accept any sort of feeling and any sort of emotion um, that you feel, whether it is sadness, anger, um, you know, all of the, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to accept yourself feeling happy and joyful, but we are harder on ourselves where we are on the lower end of the emotions, you know. Um, so being able to be with yourself, accepting yourself is where healing takes place and teaching your nervous system what is safety, what is, that it is safe to say no and it is safe to be disliked. And that's so powerful because like I tell and I teach this to all of my clients, being this, being okay with being disliked is not so much about being arrogant, you know, and, and saying, I don't care what you think of me. Right. It's not that. It's about being authentic. It's about saying, this is my truth. And I understand that you might not like it, but I choose to be authentic and I choose to honor myself rather than lie to you so that you can like me for something that I'm not, for someone that I'm not. That makes so much sense that it takes so much energy to um, try and make pretend you're somebody that you're not just so that people like you. Absolutely. A lot of effort and energy and it'd be easier just to be authentic. Yeah. And that's, that's the choice that we've made. That's the choice that we've made in childhood when we kind of, we didn't have a choice. So when we choose to please, so say, for example, to say yes, when we want to say no, what I'm choosing is to disregard myself not listen to myself, not being authentic in my truth, because my truth is that I want to say no, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go there. (laughs) I don't agree with you. You know, that's my truth. But I am going to choose to be inauthentic with myself and with the other person so that I can connect. So we create this false sense of connection because this is the pattern that we are used to it, we're used to follow, and that's the pattern that we have to break. Because in childhood, the choice between authenticity and attachment was not a choice because I couldn't choose myself as a two years old or as a one-year-old baby and say, Mom, I don't like how you treat me. I'm off. You know, we couldn't <laughs> do that. You know, right. I'm so off, you know, in, in a, yeah. So we had to. The only choice we had was to neglect ourselves to connect to our caregivers because it was survival, uh, for survival reasons. We don't have to do that anymore. So being able 
to have the maturity, the emotional maturity to recognize that. And that instead of saying yes, when I know that my truth is not, is no, that's growth. And being able to be with yourself with those uncomfortable feelings that will come up inevitably, you know, when you actually do say no, that's where the healing is. Because part of us saying yes is so that we can avoid being with our uncomfortable feeling about saying no. Is this, does it make sense? Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. When people say that, sit with your feelings, sit with the negative feelings, don't try and push them away or push them down. What does that mean? Like, you're, you, is it meditation or it's just you're letting yourself feel icky until mm-hmm. it goes away on its own? Or what does that mean exactly? Yeah, it just means to accept that there is a part of you that is feeling uncomfortable. There is a part of you that wants to please this person because that part of you thinks that that's the best way to stay connected. Because if this person like me, then I like me. And that's where the whole lack of identity and low sense of self comes in because the work for a people pleaser, a part of the work is to ground yourself and basically get to know you Mm-hmm. which is something that we just couldn't do because we were, again, so tuned in to what other people might want of us, what we need, who we needed to be and what we needed to say or do or, or be to be accepted and loved and connected. So we completely either forgot about or not even started to build our sense of self. So that's a huge part of the work to actually get to know you. Who are you without all of this overthinking and overcalculating and trying to anticipate other people's reaction and thoughts and, you know, consequences. Uh, so get to know you and create, you know, really ground yourself in a strong foundation of who you are. And that's when you get to the point where you can say, with clarity and, you know, without fear of rejection and without anxiety to say, you know, it would be nice if you agree with me or if you saw my point of view, but I'm okay if you don't. I like myself. I know myself. And that's enough for me to be okay. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. (laughs) Like that is such a message that everybody needs to hear, you know, how everybody is arguing politically and, you know, just everybody's at odds, especially with social media and everything. You can just get on and rant and everybody's just like black or white and just Mm. to say, um, oh, that's interesting. That's a different way of looking at it. I've never thought of it like that. I think differently, but I appreciate and respect your opinion. Absolutely. And what a powerful place to be. Right. So you kind of have to start from scratch with yourself, get to know yourself all over. Yeah, absolutely. Get to know yourself all over. Get to know your patterns. Um, Get to know where those patterns come up because these patterns come up specifically in relationships, uh, romantic relationships being, you know, one of the most common places. So learning that self-regulation when it comes to recognizing when I'm activated I recognize that I want to please this person and then rather than reacting 
just pause and create some space to allow you to process yourself and then respond. And, you know, this is hard, you know, it can be really difficult, um, but it can be done, you know, it can be done. You can start with the small things um, and then you work, you know, as you build your self-esteem, your self-confidence, your sense of self and identity, it becomes easier and easier. Hmm. Yeah, because yeah, when you're in a close relationship with somebody, a romantic relationship, you're so vulnerable and they get to know you, you know, more than anybody else. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's kind of a knee jerk reaction if they say something that does trigger, you know, you just all of a sudden you come to your defense and instead yeah. of taking time to process and think, oh, maybe they're right. I, I've always been this way. Maybe I shouldn't be. Maybe I should rethink the way that I am. Yeah. And I mean, ironically and beautifully as well, we tend to attract those part partners that trigger us just in the right place. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's so true. It's just so true. You know, you're always with the perfect person at the right time. I I've learned that. I believe that. Um, that's if you see that trigger as an opportunity to grow as an opportunity to heal because a trigger is just something that knocks on your door and says, knock, knock, hello, there is something here that needs your attention. Um, and mm -hmm. so then you have the choice. Okay, you want my attention, am I going to look at you? And therefore, like I said before, be with yourself, be with the feeling. And if you can't do it on your own, get somebody that can do it with you. Or I am going to, um, I don't know. Slam the door. <laughs> Yeah, overeat or yeah, or get drunk or just avoid whatever a copy mechanism is of your choice. Just avoid this and just go somewhere else and think about or maybe just watch TV and just numb myself, you know, with other people's drama. So it's it's just becoming really aware of how are we coping with that now and what is that costing us? Is that serving our vision of ourselves for the future? Is that serving the person that we want to be? Or is it actually just perpetuating this struggle that we, we just find ourselves stuck in? Right. Yeah, because you want out of that never-ending mm. circle. You want to break that. Yeah, because it's, it's a very painful circle to be in. You, you, you know, as a people pleaser, you grow really resentful of people. Most people pleasers feel like, you know, they're always the one that give the most in friendships, in romantic relationships, even with family, you know, this can be really, you know, come out really strong. You feel like often that you might be misunderstood, that you're the one that's always there for other people, but nobody, when it's your time, nobody's really there for you. So there is resentment that can grow from um, not changing these patterns. Sure. So did you end up finding like all new friends? <laughs> That's a very good question. This is uh, another thing that I, I, I'm starting to talk about a lot more in my, in my own business. And um, you will lose people. Mm -hmm. no, no question. It's not a question of, of if. It's a question of who and when. And this year particularly has been... Uh, complete catalyst for me in terms of my friendships because I've had um, people live in my life 
you know, friends that I've considered family, you know, years, like almost 10 years of friendship, five years of friendship, and they just disappeared because, and what you learn is that some people can only be with the old version of you. And when you start to speak your voice, when you start to change yourself in your ways, you're no longer aligned with them. And, you know, and that's okay. Again, I've learned to see that as a good sign of my growth because it's not them that they've changed. I've changed. And if having them in my life means that I have to continue being the old version of me that couldn't stand up for herself or couldn't make decisions that didn't have the clarity, didn't wasn't grounded in her sense of self or who she was, then I'm okay to let them go and just be with the fact that not every person that exits your life is a loss. Hmm. That's an interesting way to put it. Yeah. Friendships outbreak is, it's a very, I think it's a topic that is not really spoke about very much. Um, but it can be extremely painful. It's a, it's part of the process. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, because it can even be that way in a relationship. I mean, we all grow mm -hmm. and some people grow apart because some people expand and try and improve as they are in this relationship and other people stay stagnant. Yes. And then they're like, okay, if you're not coming with me, then I guess you just stay here. I'm going. Yeah. W one question that I love to ask myself and I tell my, you know, I share with my clients all the time is what does it cost me to be in this relationship, whether it is, you know, as I said, a friendship or a romantic or a family, what is it costing me? And if it's costing your authentic self, it's too expensive. You know, if it costs me my integrity, it is not the right place for me. And it's, this, this no longer works for me, which is a huge part of the healing process because as a people pleaser, you will stay somewhere that doesn't serve you because you're afraid to lose that connection. But when you get to a place where you can actually ground yourself and say, actually, this, this does no longer work for me. That's growth. And that's okay. Yeah, you it's can okay. be your own best friend. Absolutely. You have to be your own best friend before anyone else's. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is all just so fascinating. I love everything that you said. It makes perfect sense. Um, so where can people find you? Do you do like virtual coaching? Yes, I do online, online sessions one-to-one, -one. Uh, usually are about 60 minutes. Um, and people can find me on Instagram mo mostly. That's the place that I like to hang out the most. <laughs> okay. And is it just under your name? Yes. My very long and complicated name. <laughs> yeah, <I see. laughs> Well, I'll yeah. put everything in the show notes for sure, too, Thank so people you. can find you. But um, just fascinating. I feel like we just touched the tip of the iceberg of all the things that you would mm -hmm. be able to cover, because for a lot of people, it stems way back for them to when they were very little. And yes. you have to break those patterns in order to break the mold and move forward. Yeah. And that's why being willing to, you know, heal your inner child, you know, everyone talks about healing your inner child, but being willing to go back and look at how did this part, pattern develop and 
how did, does, does it manifest in my life? That's very powerful. So the willingness to uh, be with yourself and to revisit your childhood, it's, um, it has to be there for healing to take place. And it's worth it. Absolutely worth it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for being on my podcast today. I might end up asking you to come back. I just feel like oh, the, like there's been so much that you've touched on and uh, we could probably talk all day. <laughs> I know Absolutely. you don't have all day. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you so much. And if anybody wants to reach out and get some uh, confidence and people pleasing coaching, definitely reach out to Alari. I think she has a lot to offer. So I can definitely help. Thank you for having me, Dawn. It's been really great chatting with you. Oh yeah, you too. And I'll be in touch. Wonderful. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Money.